Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. If you use a smart speaker, you can always ask Alexa to enable the SOS radio skill. We're talking with Mike Pompeo. He was the Secretary of State. He's also been a four-term U.S. congressman and was director of the CIA. Good morning, Secretary Pompeo. Good morning. It's great to be with you. So serving as Secretary of State had to feel like a 24-7 job sometimes. I mean, what boundaries did you and your wife have to put in place when you feel like calls are coming in, text messages are calling in, emails coming in like at all hours of the night? (laughs) For those years, there weren't very many boundaries. Work was first. Serving was first. Uh, We'd try and carve out time here or there. We didn't do it very well. It was pretty hard to do. But it's why one does this only for a period in their life. Uh, (laughs) So we were hard at it working and uh my wife was gracious to give me the opportunity to go do that. I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but what's a healthy work-life balance look like when you feel like you're responsible for so much? <laughs> you know, there's not much healthy to it in that sense. Look, you do your best. We have one son, Nick. You do your best to try and uh, take care of the things they need. And when there's something that's really important, but Susan picked up the heavy load at home, making sure that all was going well. And, and I did my thing as Secretary of State, and I'm paying for it now. but it's lovely it's wonderful to have a little less pressure every day we're talking with former secretary of state mike pompeo on SOS radio we're excited to see you at the women's resource medical center shareholders and life gala coming up on friday the 13th at the rio can you tell us a little more about why you have such a passion for unborn children mike something that my wife and i've been committed to for an awfully long time we want every child to have the chance to be born and then help them live the most successful life that they can. We know that life begins at conception. It's been something that Susan and I have worked on for decades now. And we know that good resource centers like this one make good choices more possible for women who are in really tough places. So it'll be fun to be out there around fellow believers, fellow individuals committed to this very idea that says that every child ought to be born and to help them garner the resources they need to continue to deliver that to their constituents and to their community. What's so cool about the Women's Resource Medical Centers of Southern Nevada is they have big vision. I mean, they've done a lot of counseling for women who have just been through tragic situations, but also see the needs just in our community saying, you know what, there's a lot of women that don't have the ability to afford prenatal care. And the number one reason that women are considering abortion is financial. And so they put together an entire system. I think it's the only program in the state of Nevada, at least, that's providing full prenatal care for any woman in need. That's such glorious work. It is so important. These women often make these tragic decisions when they feel like they have no other option, when they feel boxed, they feel like they won't have the resources or the family support or emotional support, or they're embarrassed. And organizations like the one that I'm going to come try and help provide such solutions in each one of those spaces, right? You talked about the prenatal care, but they come around them with counseling. They help them find and get access to the resources that they need. Those are the kinds of ways that we do good works. We definitely want to bring these babies into the world, but it is really important that we bring them into the world in a way that that mother can have the opportunity to take care of that child just as often as is possible. And we're talking about leading from our healthiest space today with Mike Pompeo on SWS Radio. He was a director of the CIA, and he served as Secretary of State. And Mike, when you know you have to make impossible decisions at work, how have you learned to silence all the voices the world throws at you so you can keep some sort of (laughs) sense of peace when you're navigating through that? For me, there were really three things. One, I came in pretty grounded knowing who I am and the things I was hoping to accomplish. Second, 
We focused on the things that we had told the American people we would do in the Trump administration. These are the things that we campaigned on. These are the things we're going to go deliver and do. And then finally, you make sure you have the best information possible. You make sure that you've consulted everybody who's got a thought so that you are as informed as you can possibly be. And then you make the recommendation to the president knowing that in the end, the Lord is watching the things that we do. It is bigger than any one of us. I was reminded of that nearly every day when I was the CIA director and secretary of state. I, I, I knew that my task was to go do this work, work hard, be diligent, uh, but that uh, with the Lord's grace, we would make the right decisions every time. <laughs> so which role felt the most challenging on the first week? Was it director of the CIA? <laughs> was it congressman? Or was it secretary of state? You know, uh, when I came in to say that first week was really something. It's a, it's a service that operates in the dark Lots of things that aren't publicly known. And so uh, I knew it a little bit from my time in the House Intelligence Committee. But that first week, that first 10 days, it was like drinking from a fire hose, figuring out all the things that we were doing and making sure that we were executing them in a way that President Trump would have been proud of. You know, there's so many different crime statistics we see today that show that the majority of people that are incarcerated in our country come from a space where they didn't have a dad present in their life. And I know you're going to be coming and speaking at the Women's Resource Medical Center's annual gala, the Shareholders in Life Banquet. What drives your heart for this organization that makes you just say, you know what, we need more pregnancy care centers like this, not just to speak into women's lives, but to men's as well? What drives my heart to this is I've seen the outcomes when it works well and when it doesn't. I have a niece and a nephew who were adopted by my sister and her husband out of a facility, a resource center, not terribly unlike the one that I'm going to go visit. This one was in our hometown of Wichita, Kansas. It was a crisis pregnancy center. And these two brave moms made these really bold decisions to carry these kids to term and allow them to be born. They were considering aborting them. And then these are now uh, teenagers doing great work all across the country. That reminds me every day that the resources need to be made available so that more of those mothers and then more of the fathers can be around as well. So that we have happy families, successful families, the central pillar of our nation, the central institution of our nation that matters most is our family. If we can get that right and we can get resource centers like the one here in Southern Nevada to help form those and give them increased chance of coming into being, then this will be good godly work and America will be better off for it. Yeah, and you're reminded when you see those teenagers growing up and they're contributing and they have passion and they have vision to change this world. And you remember, God has a plan for every single unborn baby. Amen. We're talking with Mike Pompeo today at SWS Radio. And as Secretary of State, conflict resolution was a huge part of your job. I mean, what have you learned about breaking down complex problems when you just feel like, the starting place is, this feels impossible. <laughs> Two things. First, we took the theory that if somebody had been working on a problem for 20 years, trying to solve that problem in the same way wasn't likely to be successful in Israel. For 40 years, frankly, successive American administrations had tried to cut a deal with the Palestinians so that we could get peace. We figured we wouldn't be any better than that, so we went a different direction. We broke glass. We busted out of the norm the foreign policy establishment custom and said, no, we're going to go create peace, even if we can't get the Palestinians to make a deal with the Israelis. And we did. It was glorious. And it's benefiting the lives of people all across the Middle East today in the Emirates and Kuwait and Bahrain and Sudan, Morocco. It's really good stuff. And certainly in Israel as well. The first lesson is make sure that you're not just banging the same nail that's been banged forever. And you're unlikely to just hit it hard enough that you're going to make a difference. The second thought that always came to mind was, can we just simplify this? Can we go back to first principles? What, what was it when this problem began 
that everybody was trying to chase. And who's got the resources and the money that can help us get to a right place where we can actually find a resolution that is satisfactory to the vast majority of the parties involved? First principles, go back to the basics. You do this with your kids, right? When, when your kids are fighting, when you, when you go back to the central ideas. What animated this? And when we, when we did that, uh, we were able to make real progress. Uh, we didn't get them all done. Some of them are incredibly complex. But I, I don't know of a single national security file where we didn't leave the United States in a more prosperous, more secure place than when we took over. So now that you've navigated through that job and a few others, like in the CIA and working in Congress, what has God showed you about what peace actually is? Peace is the paramount condition for human flourishing. And we all have a responsibility to try and create situations which increase the likelihood that there will be peace. We worked really hard on religious freedom issues, religious liberty. This administration has chosen not to do that. We, we did it partly because as a Christian evangelical, someone who believes that our nation was built on these Judeo-Christian ideas, that mattered to me. But even more than that, we knew that peace was more likely amongst nations that practice religious freedom. If you let Christians and Muslims and Baha'i and Jews all practice their faith inside your own country, you are more dynamic, more diverse, and a stronger country and less likely to go to war with someone else. So uh, we worked every element of creating conditions, decrease the likelihood that there would be war, and increase the probability that we would have peaceful relations among as many nations as possible. It has saddened me to watch what's going on in Ukraine today as a result of a set of decisions that were made that didn't deliver the deterrence model that could have kept peace in that region. Well, thanks for being a peacemaker, Mike. Bless you. Well, we're talking with former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo today at SWIS Radio. Excited to see him. He's going to be the keynote speaker at the Women's Resource Medical Center's Shareholders and Live Gala. It's coming up on Friday, May the 13th at the Rio. You can find out more or grab tickets at SaveALifeClub.com. Thank you so much for your time today, Secretary. It's great to be with you. We'll see you all in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening to the SOS Radio Podcast with Scott Harold. If this discussion encouraged you, feel free to share it with your friends on social media.